The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. We're talking NFL futures today, over-unders for all the teams. We're actually going to run through all of them. Uh, We are not quite, Brad and I are not quite into the the NFL season previews yet. I want to give that another couple of weeks. But you are listening to Get Paid with Sean and Brad. Brad, how you doing, my friend? I'm good, brother. How you doing today? I'm doing well. I see for our viewers of uh, the YouTube crowd, you can, by the way, you can find us at youtube.com slash the underdog. We could always use more subscriptions, help our channel out. Uh, because our uh, COVID has basically just cut everything out in, in the yeah. entire world. So uh, please, uh, once again, everybody go to youtube.com slash the underdog. You can also, in the show notes below, check out the Fantasy Football Almanac and Draft Guide. Um, it's really nice. It's really nice. Uh, Better at Sleepers comes with free updates throughout the offseason, so check that out. Um, all you got to do is click on the link below. It takes you to Amazon, and you'll see it, and you'll see why it's so good. But uh, So, Brad, like I said, let's talk about um, NFL futures and the way they uh, released everything. Thing. Um, and I'm looking at uh, Bet Online right here for the futures. They released um, um, uh, by conference, so rather than okay. go by division or anything like that, I think we. Can I think use... that. Yeah. So um, let me that? ask you this, Sean. You yeah. know, based on that, do you think that it'd be more appropriate to divide up into conference as opposed to division? Right. So, for example, what this would negate would be. You know, uh, a eight and eight team hosting a playoff game because they won the division over a team that was eleven and five, but is the wild card because they came in second place. What is what's your opinion on that? I think that the division. I think they should always let the division winner in. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, because uh-huh. like the thing is, like there are there are times where the division. You get both. Um, there are times where the division is so tough that and so evenly um, you know, distributed that you might get an eight and eight team that's actually pretty good, but they had to battle it okay. out with other. Yeah, teams. it works both ways. Like for it example, works both ways. yeah, like it, like if San Francisco and Seattle and L.A. if they all and and Arizona who we were talking about last week at the NFC West if they're all so good. <clears throat> that they all split in the division, so they all go three and three. That were to happen, right? Yeah. And sure. then I don't know who they're who they're playing elsewhere, but let's just say that like, you know, two of the teams are nine and seven there. But then you have a team like uh, just throwing one out. You have a team like um, the Dallas Cowboys go ten and six. Is a ten and six Dallas Cowboys team who plays through the NFC East, and you get the sure. Giants and the Redskins for a combined four games a year. Is a ten yeah, and six right. Dallas Cowboys team better than a nine and seven? Seattle Seahawks team who had to duke it out with four really good teams in their division, you know. So even if a team seven and nine, which I don't like, I think the optics are bad. I think you should always get them in there. Although I will say this, Brad, I don't mind if the burden to get into the playoffs is eight and eight. Like if the NFL said, look, division winner gets in, but you have to go at least five hundred. I don't. Mind I like that. that. I like that. You know what? I've never had anyone uh, propose that before. I dig that too. Um, you know, in the situation where let's say. Um, the division winner Seattle gets in at nine and seven because their division is more difficult, and Dallas gets in at eleven and five because their division is rather easy. Mm-hmm. Who do you think should host that playoff game? Assuming Dallas is the wild card, <sighs> that's tough. I mean, in that, I don't think that you should be allowed to host a playoff game if your record is below another team's. I just don't. So to me, that's funky because in 
in NFL football, winning is everything. That's all that matters, right? And that's the what makes it so special. You know, each game is so so much intensified by importance, yeah. as opposed to basketball, where there's 82 games, and if you lose one, it's like whatever. You know? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's a tough one because you can make an. There's a strong argument either way, and to me, I kind of fall back with well, the system's working, and I don't. Now, there's enough argument against that being an improvement in my point of view because, like like I was saying before, there's the strength of schedule. Uh, again, like an 11-5 and five Dallas who gets to feast on Washington and, and New York, and you know who knows if Carson Wentz is going to be able to play a full season. So, yeah, you might get six like powder puff games like the Patriots for example in years past um you know now the AFC East is is a lot better but you know for the last five years it's kind of been stink fest you know yeah well and so, 15 years yeah I mean you had the Jets make a little bit of a run you've had two Bills kind of runs um the Dolphins think, have had talk. Yes. So, like, you know, the, the Patriots for years, I mean, yeah, they're, they're finishing 12-4, and four, but they get, like, six gimmies. They go 6-0 and oh in their division. Right. I know. So that proves your point. I understand. But, Here's you know, but it also— be changed. But in those situations, um, I mean, it, it's tough because, like, I don't know. It, it, it's a hard argument. And so for me, like, I, I'm so wishy-washy on it myself that I say, you know, it's just been working. They've had a structure— Yes, but I would argue that it does not work because as soon as that happens, every time the majority of people go, eh, that ain't right. This 8-8 eight eight team is hosted. We all do it. Yeah. Like we all feel it. We all know it, that it's not right. And so if that is happening, yeah. you got to make the adjustment because yeah. I think it's gross. Yeah, and, and so like tiebreakers usually come down to – like if, if you're tiebreaking like you know the Colts versus the Chargers in the AFC – playoff race or something right like in the wild card division and by the way when the nfl expands to seven i don't know i haven't seen any news yet because everybody's been so focused on the pandemic and are we going to have a season uh, before all this stuff happened in the collective bargaining agreement the reporting was that the nfl will go to seven playoff teams per conference so that's 14 te- almost half the league now makes the playoffs um yeah yeah. And um, and so there was talk about that. And wh- what that really means is we're probably going to see more eight and eights and seven and nines uh, get into the playoffs. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see I, don't that that. I don't mind that. I don't mind that as much. I have a problem with them hosting a game. Yeah. Because I think it's an absolute privilege to be able to host one. That's yeah. what everyone's fighting for. I, I think if what I would be comfortable with because of that strength of schedule, and I think that does matter is if a team, like in that scenario, let's say a, a division winner's 8-8, eight and eight, I, I, I would be okay with criteria where you have to at least be over 500. Okay, so like 9-7, and seven, right? You have to okay. at least be 500 yeah, to, host, be nine and seven. to host no, a playoff seven. game. Um, okay. I'm okay with I'm that. With you. And then I'd be okay with you have to at least be 8-8 eight and eight to get into the playoffs. I'm okay with that. Um, okay. And then mathematically, I'm not sure how, because, you know, haven't prepared for this, but mathematically, if there's a scenario where, you know, even if it's like one time out of a thousand where, you know, a seven and nine team has to make the playoffs, they could have some provisions. Because there aren't enough play. teams. Right. Yeah, like maybe, maybe right. that could happen. Yeah. Maybe, sure. maybe five teams or six teams in the conference are so dominant. Maybe the parity's less. So you get like a bunch of 15 and one teams and then you get a bunch yeah. of seven. Okay. So you put some provisions in there. So I'm okay with those two things. So maybe if like a nine, and, so a team has to be nine and seven. If a wild card team is playing and that team is 13 and three, let's just say, um, yeah. 
let's say the Vikings and the Packers go crazy this year. One finishes 14, 14 two and 13 and three. And we've actually seen that before the Jacksonville Jaguars and Tennessee Titans of years past when Mark Brunell and Steve McNair yeah. were the quarterbacks. Of those yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Jaguars went 14 and two and the, t- the Titans were a wild card team at 13 and three. I mean, you're telling me Baltimore can't go 12 and four next year and the Steelers can go 13 and three. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's more that that could definitely happen. Right. And so should should a 12 and four Steelers or Baltimore team face off and, and have to go on the road to a nine and seven. So I think I'm if saying, you're, I don't like that. I don't mind two games, but three games to me is a little bad. So like if it's that's a, right. Yeah. So I, I think I, I the think, burden should be one game if if. To me, I think yeah. that's too small. I think that's too small for me because of the strength of schedule. You just never know who you're going to get. Um, okay. But yeah. But you know, you look at things and you can generally get a sense of. Um, I mean, look if if you have a powder puff division again, let's take the NFC East um, because they're they're the in my mind the weakest division in the NFC at this point. Okay, so you get kind of four games that are of lesser. You have a, a coaching change and a system change in New York. You have a coaching change and a system change in a kind of a bear cabinet in Washington. Those are four games that the Eagles and the Cowboys should win, right? Yeah, they should go four and zero and split. So both of those teams should go. You would think five on ch- chalk, right? It would be five and one. I know. Yes, fans of those teams, you can make the you know division games are always tougher. I get it, but let's just say chalk or five, but whatever. Yeah. Then let's say that that team, the NFC, I don't know who they're playing offhand, uh, but let's say they also get to play a powder puff um let's take a, t- uh, a division like the afc south who the houston texans are going through some stuff yes the titans and the in the colts i think are actually improved but let's just say that you know you get you get four games or i'm sorry um two games then against um uh, a houston team that's a little bit worse and a jacksonville team that's a little bit worse uh so now you're looking at seven and one of of winnable games like on on paper you should be seven and one um, while you're facing the other, you know, unlike component. And then let's say, again, you, you face a powder puff division. I'd say the second um, weakest division in the NFC, in my mind, is the North. You have two very good teams, and you have two teams that are kind of, you know, the, in Detroit and Chicago that are like 500. So let's say you split that division. Now you're looking at nine and three, right? And then you, but then you go back to the NFC West, who you and I are both high on. Um, all those teams could go three and three in theory. That's not going to happen, but that, they could. And then you, let's say that that NFC West team plays the um, the North and the AFC, right? So then you got Pittsburgh, an improved Cincinnati, an improved Cleveland, and uh, and Baltimore. Uh, you know, it's so uh, to me, one game is too much. Two, I think you can make the argument for more, for for me. I think the burden is you have to be at least three games ahead. Um, for that argument to be there. But I do agree we should have some kind of mechanism in place because I, I, I think- you know, the only thing I, the reason why I would say that we need to again is because as soon as it happens, we all go, eh, that, that doesn't seem right. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't yeah. seem right. I don't, it hosts I mean, you're right. games, everything. It, you could, in theory, um, you could have, like you said, the, the best, uh, the best wildcard team in the league is going to probably be 12 and four. Um, at worst, the best playoff, you know, the number uh, four seed, I'm sorry, the number five seed traditionally is going to be 11 and five, 12 and four, possibly 13 and three. Um, it looks weird that you could have a 13 and three team going on the road against a seven and nine division winner. And that's, that is a reality that it, that could yeah, happen. Right. So I agree. I mean, that's stupid, right? That's like six games. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It's a, you could have a six-game uh, competitive advantage. You have to go on a road. Uh, I know. It'd be, it'd be absolute insanity. So, uh, you know, as far as the, the restructuring, is it this year that they're going to make seven teams? 
from that each was conference? that was the press. I don't know if um, if that's still going to be the case or not. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure I'm sure that information's out there. I just don't know offhand. I didn't. Uh, so I didn't what would be the deal? There would be one team from each conference that gets a buy. Yep. and then the other six start battling. Yep, I dig that. I'm good with I that. I dig too. that. Does that add a week to the playoffs or no? I no. can't. What ends do up happening? No. What what ends up happening is each conference then has three playoff games in weekend one. So ah, cool. Yeah. So we get we get More a full games. day. I'm sure we get full 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 days um, of football on Saturday and Sunday. So, so you get a, six games the first weekend. There's four games the next weekend. Yep. And then two games. Yep. And then one. as opposed to four, four and two. Yep. Ooh, I dig that, man. Yeah, so you get uh, you, I'm I, you know again, I don't know, I don't know offhand, but I'm guessing the scheduling, you get the the regular 1 p.m., the 4 p.m. and then the 7 p.m. or if, if it's the playoffs, yeah. maybe it's like a a 1 p.m., a 4:30. <sighs> That's so dope. And a I just need to say this. Those three weekends are the best three weekends of the year. <laughs> I always like those much better than Super Bowl. I, I I don't know why. I agree with you. I think it's I think it's the first week of the playoffs, the wild card weekend and then the divisional round are always Yeah, those the, are the, the two best. Those are the funnest, man. You get multiple games, multiple dramas. Um, that's when everyone's fighting. For some reason, the Super Bowl, to me, it never really doesn't land as well. I don't know what it is, man. And that's probably just my opinion. But it, it always kind of seems to be a little I, bit I, of a letdown. And I think I it's know. because I, – well, I think part of it is because the Patriots have been so dominant in recent yeah, years. Yes, sir, I agree. That um, – you know, that it's just like, it, it, let me look at the AFC for the last few years. It's been Pittsburgh, a little bit of Pittsburgh. Um, it's been a little bit of Indianapolis and it's been New England. And now we're starting to see Kansas City break through. And it's, yeah, and it's more right. interesting. Like last last Super Bowl was like, I was really excited for that. Um, the NFC has been a little bit of a revolving door, but the teams in the playoffs tend to be the same. Um, you know, like New Orleans is kind of a main, uh, like a fixture in the playoffs. Yeah, they um, are. Seattle has been as of late. Yes, yes. Um, um, you, Dallas and Philadelphia flip your coin there, um, depending on Green health. Green Bay's been in it, yep. you know, 10 out of 12 seasons, yeah. so they're usually there. But, I, you know, listen, I'll take back my statement. The Super Bowl is fine. It's a lot of fun. But as far as weekends go, those those two weekends, wild card round and divisional round, are so much fun. It's such a great thing to just be able to sit down and enjoy hours of that playoff football, man. Yeah, and um, I I love the fact that we will get just the it's a marathon weekend, man. It's a marathon yeah, weekend it's where a marathon you're get just nonstop, nonstop yeah. football. And, because like you it, know. that first wild card weekend, like you know, you wake up and you're ready to watch on Saturday, and then you you know, you flip on the TV and you're just like, oh gosh, the first game's at four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they're putting right. stuff into prime time. Um, but now you kind of you kind of get that whole thing, which is nice. Yeah, it is a long time to wait. I agree. All right. Uh, hey, buddy, let me talk about, uh, before we get on to actually the futures, which is a bet online thing, let me talk about bet online. Uh, visit our good friends and exclusive partner at Podcast One Bet Online to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure to use that promo code Podcast One for your 50% sign up bonus. Uh, it, it's so good to have, to just to have sports back to talk about, like in a, in a present kind of way. Uh, golf's back on TV. You have, um, you know, certainly MMA has never really gone too much, but that's, you know, those things are, are really ticking back up and of course the nfl schedule is out so you can get in on futures everybody visit betonline.ag and don't forget to use that promo code podcast one for your 50 percent sign up bonus bet online your online sportsbook experts all right buddy so um the way bet online has their futures oriented they're actually 
arranging it by basically the week one contest. So we aren't going to go, like I like I theorized before, we're not going to go conference by conference. We're actually going to go by uh, matchup, but I am going to do the right. over-under season win totals. And this is just going to be kind of a rapid-fire type thing. And if we talk about stuff, we talk about stuff. But let's just get, all right. get moving, all right? Here we go. So Houston Texans, over-under Brad, seven and a half wins. Oh, over for sure. Seven and a half is their over-under? Seven and a half. They lost that DeAndre. Can't. I know. I mean, I look at that. DeAndre Hopkins is gone. They brought in, in my opinion, a slight emphasis on slight improvement at um, at running back and David Johnson. Uh, they also added okay. Randall Cobb in free agency and traded for Brandon Cooks. So DeAndre Hopkins out, Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks in, along with David Johnson. And those are really the key key changes for Houston over under seven and a half wins. Are you over on that one? I am so over on that one. Deshaun Watson, man, that guy's yeah. incredible. I think he's a great I think he's a great quarterback. And I don't see him losing uh more games than he wins. Not at all. What yeah. about you? I, I agree. I think I think they get to eight. I think it's going to be slim. I think it's going to be closer uh, because I like what the Colts and the, the Titans have done in recent years. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Bill O'Brien at GM, um, what we've seen so far, but I, I, I'm with you. It's hard for me to imagine Deshaun Watson not bringing that team to eight wins at least, so I'm on the over there at this point. Uh, their opponents of week one, the Kansas City Chiefs, over under 11 and a half. Kansas City Chiefs, 11 and a half. Uh, you know, that's tough to say, man. Uh, you know, I'm going to say under because I think they'll they'll win 11 games. I think it's going to be the type of thing where they'll be able to turn it on whenever they want, but maybe they won't turn it on every weekend because they'll be that good. You know, that type of deal. Yeah, like, where the, it's like, like the Lakers three-peat team um, with Shaq and Kobe, like how they kind of were just mailed in for the last month of the season. To, yeah, to when get, you get it, you know, yeah. when you become so good, you don't really have to be the number one seed. It's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. You know, you, you just kind of... You can be dialed in at any moment. So, and also, there's a thing where you can just kind of take a step back. How many games did they win last year? Did they, they end up winning twelve? Yeah, they were twelve and four. They last were twelve year. and four, but they went what eleven they and were, one to end the year, something like yeah, that. Yeah, they were they were six and four. I don't know about that, but they were six and four um, at one point after their loss to the Titans, and then they didn't lose for the rest of the season, including the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what. Hmm. I remember way back when remember when Green Bay won the the Super Bowl in 2010. Yeah. And so they end, they ended the year with like six straight wins. Yeah. And the next year they went 15 and 1. Yeah. So they won like they just caught fire and they continued it. So that's possible. So I think yeah. maybe we might see that from Kansas City. They come out and they're dialed in. Like they're a unit, mm-hmm. they know themselves. Let me retract my retraction <laughs> and say over. Over for Kansas City. I'm over. I'm definitely over. The only way in my mind that they are under um, 12 wins is injury. if Mahomes gets injured again. That's the only yeah. way. They can withstand yeah. an injury to anybody else on this team at this point. They're, they, I mean, their offensive line needs a little bit more depth. They did add some. But, dude, this this team and the defense is getting better. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, it's it easy I to look at the offense. this might be their finest year. This, might be their finest year. Yeah, this this next two- to three-year stretch, I know we've said that about, I think, um, Russell Wilson specifically in Seattle. Um, I, I think Kansas City, I think they're – I think 12 is a good number. I think this line should be at 12 even. Do you um, think they repeat? If Mahomes is healthy, I, it's hard for me to pick against that offense. I now know, that they've broken I through know. and they have that yeah, mental. Right. I mean, right. we saw them in double-digit, tra- trailing by double digits in every playoff game, and they didn't look panicked at I all. I know, and there's no more New England. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not to say that they won't have competition, yeah. but there is no more New England. Yeah. 
Um, and you're right. They could, they were down by three scores or whatever it was, 17 points within six minutes, and yeah. they did not blink. And it might have even been 24 points. I can't remember correctly. Yeah, it was like 20. It was 24. It was 24. 24 nothing. And, and you, nobody thought that they were out of it, yeah. including them. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. So, um, yeah, I think we're, I think we're on the, uh, the over there. Uh, next game on the list here at, is Atlanta versus uh, Baltimore. So Atlanta's over under season win total is seven and a half. I don't know. Do we have to talk about every team? Do we have to talk about Atlanta? <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna over under man. Just be, we don't have people. to talk about them. Just say just give me your under. impulse. Under, yeah. I think they'll get to eight. I, I, right. I've been, I I'm find, over on over. all of these so far. I don't like going over so often, but I got to think yeah. Atlanta can get eight wins with Matt Ryan in, the, in that offense. But it's right. a tougher division. Matt Ryan, whatever, dude. Uh, Baltimore over under eleven and a half wins. Ooh, now this is interesting. I actually think over as well. Um, is that even possible for two teams in the same division to win 14 games? Can that even work out yeah, sure. mathematically? Sure, why not? Yeah, okay. What if they, yeah. they can get, they can all go 15 and one if they just lose to each other? Oh, that is true. They can all go 15 and one. Yeah. Um, and one could go undefeated one can go 14 and two. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I'm actually going to be on the under here. I think they'll win 11 games. Uh, I you think, think the, uh, Jackson comes back down to earth a little bit. People figure I, him know, out. No, I mean, I, I don't know about that. I mean, he's he's so good. Um, I just think that Pittsburgh being back and Cleveland will be better because they think they'll be better coached. I think the division will be a little bit harder. I think they go 11-5. and five. Um, Yeah. But, that, I mean, it's nothing I would actually put my money on because Baltimore's really good. I mean, their, their offense and defense are both fantastic. Their special teams are good, too. I mean, it's just... Very split, splitting hairs on that one. Um, I feel. Can better. we give a nod to the franchise just oh for a gosh, second? They're so good, right? They're so good, and I think a lot of people, when they look at Pittsburgh, they see history of winning. You know, they're they're going to be in the playoffs every year for whatever reason, and they're they're sound mind and body. But Baltimore, to me, is the same team, man. Yeah, those guys are always in there. How long? How many years has their defense been really good? Twenty. I know. There, I, mean, I know. Even when they rebuild, it's almost like what we saw in Seattle a couple years years ago. Even when they rebuild, they're not really rebuilding. They're just retooling. Yeah, you know, they're, they're just retooling. Yeah, it, they're not starting from scratch all over again. That's for sure. Yep. So uh, good for that. Yep. Next game here is actually Buffalo versus Carolina. Buffalo. Buffalo. We actually have our first even um, total here. Uh, over under is nine wins. Ah, uh, I like Buffalo, man, and. Uh, I think that they have a chance to step up, assuming that New England is is a shell of themselves. Yep. And I'm gonna go over. And I like, I like. Don't they have the quarterback? One of the quarterbacks Josh named Allen. One of the Allen boys. One of the Allens. The Allen I liked brothers. him. I like Josh Allen. So. Nah, he's good. I, it, yeah. Allen needs to progress. Allen needs to progress as a passer. He should be there. They add Stephon Diggs. For me, I, I'm on the over. However, I would. Honestly, I'm not going to put my money down on that bet until I see Josh Allen. I want to see what he looks like as a passer once we get into camp. Yeah. Because yeah. if he's yeah. if he's if he hasn't progressed as a passer, the NFL is going to catch up to him a little bit, and then it's going to be more of a run and defense type team. And I think they are nine and seven. If Josh Allen progresses as a passer, I think they're ten and six, eleven and five. So that's my question. Uh, Carolina under or over five and a half? Ooh, man, did they fall off? Hmm. So I hope the audience forgives me, but Carolina is not going with Cam Newton. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah, it's Teddy Bridgewater now. Where did where did he go? Cam Newton's Cam out Newton. there. He's he's available. Nobody wants him. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Nobody wants the guy. Would you? Well, it depends. 
<laughs> right? I mean, you, you're telling me Cincinnati couldn't improve themselves by they got picking Joe Burrow. up Cam Newton? They got Joe Burrow, man. Number all, one right, all right, all right. Chicago's not going to – we already spoke about the Chicago yeah, Nick Foles. I mean, other teams, there are other options these days. You know, you can you – can, I mean, Cam Newton, I think he's a career under 60% passer, and he doesn't run anymore. He's always injured. I, yeah. Let me say this. I'm ah, on the under on so Carolina. Wild. Okay. All right. I, yeah. New coaching I'll staff, s- new system. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, because Rivera went to uh, Washington. Washington, didn't yep. he? Yep. Yeah. Well, that's a good hire for them. Yeah. I'll go under as well. All right. Um, next game, we got Chicago versus Cleveland. Chicago over under eight and a half. Ooh, wow. I'm going to say um, I'm going to say under for Chicago. They, they come in at eight games. What about you? Man, that's a, that's a hard line for me. Um, that's tough. Ah, man. Um, Assuming Nick Foles starts, I want to see the team in training camp again. I would take – gosh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one for me. I'm going to lean on the over for now, but no no more than nine. I mean, this is like a half-game kind of leeway, so I I wouldn't actually put my money down in under any scenario on this. Uh, Cleveland over under eight and a half. I'm going to go under. Still hating on Cleveland. I don't think they have anything to offer. Look, I think they're going to be a good team. I think they go 8-8 eight and eight this year. I think they'll be an right. improved team. but it, So I'm going to go on the under, but it, it Pittsburgh and Baltimore are going to be the cream of that crop, and I think Cincinnati steals more games in this division than you think they will um, at this point. Um, they actually have a very talented offense in Cincinnati. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the under only slightly on Cleveland, but I think they're – Definitely moving moving forward in a positive direction. Next game on the list here we have... Okay, so Detroit over under six and a half wins for Detroit. Mm, mm. Detroit. Um, I'm going to go over. I think they can get to seven games. They're always right there around Yeah, seven. man, I like that running back they drafted. <clears throat> Stafford being back healthy. Um, they were on a pretty decent trajectory until Stafford got hurt. Yeah, I'll I'll take the over there. Um, they they should have finished at least eight and eight last year. It's kind of a weird year. Played some teams tough. I'll I'll go with over there. Um, <laughs> this one's funny to me. Might not be so funny to you, Brad. Green Bay Packers over under nine wins. Oh wow, nine wins. Mm-hmm. A team that really didn't have a ton of turnover was thirteen and three last year. Over under nine wins. Wow, that's really su- surprising. Can we talk about why that might be? I think it's think? I, I think it's the optics of the NFL draft. Um, you know, they didn't do anything to help the receiving core. That was the big issue last year. I yeah, think that, I think that's why. I think that might be the bet of the year to take the over on them. I I so far from what I'm hearing, I think that's I I agree with you. Um, that's wild. That's I would have set that line at least at nine and a half, make you get to ten. Um, although I guess effectively that's what you're getting with a nine. Um, yeah, I, I, I. That's a four game swing they won't from win last 10 year. Games? They yeah, won't they win won 10 13 games? last year. I know they overachieved, as we said, nine. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be on the over there. Next one is uh, Indianapolis Colts over under nine wins. Uh, I'm going to go over with Indianapolis. I was hating on them when we lost, uh, what's his name there, Andrew Luck. Yeah. And uh, they, were, they were very surprising, they were sturdy. And they, they did well, so I'm going to go over. Yeah, and then they were sturdy. They did well. They were in the playoff race until about week 16 last year, and they added Phillip Rivers. 
um, to a coaching staff that already knows him um, and played with him or had him as their quarterback for years. I think Indianapolis is one of the toughest teams in the conference, actually. I don't think they're getting enough respect right now. And they had another good draft. I'll take the over there for sure. I actually think Indianapolis is going to win that division. Um, mm. with, re- with all respect to Tennessee, who I like a lot as well. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars division fo- over under four and a half. I'm going to go over, man. I, I just feel bad, you know, yeah. saying a team's going to win less than four. It just feel like you were picking on a, you know, mentally handicapped kid or something. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm going to root for them. Four and a half. I, th- I think they're. I think they're on the over. I would say safely. I think they'll win six at least. Big um, in there. It's like you know, you, you you tell me Jacksonville's over under is four or whatever it is, and you tell me Detroit's over under is six, and it's like. Why do these teams for decades hang out in this terrible yeah. limbo of crap? Yeah. You know, it's like, and, and then there's teams like Baltimore that seem to just be able to win and compete always. And I don't know, it's a sad deal. Hmm. I think we'll, um, um, we have a lot of games left, Brad. So I yeah. say let's just, let's let this be our last one for the week. And then okay. we'll have a part two next week. Sounds we have good. the Raiders of Las Vegas over under seven and a half wins. Hmm. I'll say over, man. I think that uh, the new city is going to provide a little spark, a little bit of energy, you know, momentum upward. Over. I like that too. They needed a speed receiver opposite Terrell Williams. They got rugs in the draft. Uh, they needed defensive back help. They got that in the draft. And then afterwards, I think they picked up a wave player. So it, it, name escapes me at this point, but I know they added a couple pieces there. Uh, it was uh, Amukamura uh, came over. Um, look, it, all of their week, they get their uh, Abrams last year's number one pick. They get him back from injury. Um, uh, I, I think this team was underrated last year. I loved betting this team. I made a lot of money betting the Raiders. Um, I made a lot of fans from Raider Nation because I was talking so well about them. And look, man, they, they, they paid out w- yeah. uh, week in, week out. Yes, they play in the same division as the Chiefs. Um, the Broncos are improving. The Chargers, I actually think, are regressing a little bit. I think the Raiders are actually the second best team in that division hmm. uh, with respect to Denver. I'm I'm on the over. I think they finish over over 500. Um, I think they're a nine-win team at least this year. Um, and then, uh, so last team for this week, and then we'll continue it next week. Uh, Over-under season win total for the Miami Dolphins is now set to six and a half. What do you think? Hmm. They're another team, man, just hanging out in that six, seven area. Oh, boy. I'm going to say over, man. I think they, the other teams in the AFC start to enjoy a little bit of success. Over. Yeah, I mean they 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 had a a lot of they were buyers this off season and and rightfully so they needed to uh, change it offensive coordinator change it defensive coordinator. Um, you know it's it's going to be an interesting team. I don't think Tua is going to play this year. Mm. I think it's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. But I think they get in this division. I think they get to seven. I, I'm going to go over two. We're going over yeah. too much. I know in the law of averages here, but. I mean, I feel good about it. Maybe when we talk next week, maybe we'll be under on all the other teams. But sure, it, yeah, it's just, maybe there's some value here. Um, yeah, there's, and I love the Raiders. I love the um, the over for the Colts. I I really do like the Green Bay Packers. I think there's a lot of value here so far. So, uh, um, I wonder if this takes into account maybe if they only play ten games in the season because of COVID. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe the winter. I'm I'm just kidding. They would they would adjust for that. But um, I think that's a good place to stop the episode, buddy. Um, we're about a half hour in. It's probably about where we're. We're going to get before we, our uh, our audience and then us also start to go sideways. So, uh, yeah. everybody, we'll be back. We'll talk more um, 
more games and hopefully we have some more NFL news to talk about. I know they're talking about making changes to the helmet to be more safe for uh, for COVID and all that stuff. So that'll be interesting when we talk about that next week <laughs> as well. Hey, everybody. Um, so we're talking bets. It's so great to be talking NFL. It's so yeah, great. Beautiful. Oh, everybody out, uh, out there, go out, make some bets. Check out the Fantasy Football Almanac link in the show notes below and get paid. You want to get paid? Then get paid. Sean and Brad help you with the games. From the fantasy to the gambling. We the NFL experts help you win. You better tune in for the two hosts. They know everything from the players to the coaches. So get paid on a Sunday. Because the team right here know the game the most. From Chi-Town to the Florida coast. Got swag. Got butter with the toast. Brad's a washed up model. Don't hate on that. Sean writes the fantasy football almanac. So quit that losing time to win. We talk fantasy or real. Whatever you win. You're going to wish this podcast never ends. Now get ready for the best show to begin let's go